When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome one and all to The Late Show. I'm your host, Stephen Colbert. Now, I don't... Folks, I don't want to jinx anything, but it is really beginning to look like there may possibly be a small chance of sometime in the future consequences for former President Pepto-Abysmal. <laughs> because just Friday? Friday. Because on Friday, Attorney General Merrick Garland named a special counsel to probe the former president, its former federal prosecutor and General Zod's cousin, <laughs> Jack Smith. Kneel before Smith. <laughs> Jack Smith, if that is his real name, has a hell of a resume to take this assignment. He had to leave his current job at The Hague, where he investigated war crimes in Kosovo. So he's perfect to go after the ex-president. He already has experience dealing with disasters that peaked in the 90s. <laughs> Smith is going to take over. Hey, remember the 90s? Smith is going to take over both the January 6th and the Mar-a-Lago documents case, and a lot of legal experts believe this means that the former president could be headed for trouble. They're not alone. Even before Smith was tapped, former Attorney General Bill Barr said this. I personally think that they probably have the basis for legitimately indicting the president. Well, I personally think I can't personally go through this again, Bill Barr. <laughs> I had my heart broken before. By you, Bill Barr. <laughs> After you redacted the Mueller report. Well, you can't redact my feelings. It's always Mueller time. <laughs> now, that said, what time we got here? It's Mueller time. Mueller time. This news does make it seem like there's an indictment around the corner, and the former president had kind of a weird reaction, saying, I am not going to partake in it. I'm not going to partake in this. Oh, he doesn't want to partake. You know what? I'm no lawyer, but I didn't realize that was one of the options. <laughs> the suspect does not want to partake in the investigation. Your Honor, while admittedly the prosecution does have overwhelming evidence of his guilt, my client pleads not feeling it. <laughs> now, former president did get some good news uh, this weekend because on Saturday, Elon Musk reinstated his Twitter account. No. No, Elon, I won't go back. The racism, the misspelling, the calls to violence, the dot, dot, dots. Remember? <laughs> Remember the dot, dot, dots? Remember the kofefe? I am not. I am not. You know what? I am not going to partake in it. Of course, Musk, ever the genius, approached the decision scientifically with a Twitter poll. 
The former president won with an overwhelming majority of 51.8%. Good enough for Musk, who announced the reinstatement with the Latin phrase, Vox Populi, Vox Dei, which means the voice of the people is the voice of God. Well, I took a little pig Latin in college, so <laughs> let me respond by saying, Uxe and Agbe of Ixday. <laughs> so, Ixday. Ixnay on the Ixday. So, so Musco's based on a 1.8% majority in a completely made-up poll riddled with bots. I'm super cool reinstating a maniac whose last tweet celebrated a violent coup attempt on Capitol Hill. And in return for that complete moral debasement, the former president said, no thanks. Look what he said, Elon. He did put up a poll, and I hear it's very overwhelming, very strong. But I have something called Trump. If you look, it's Trump owned, but it's, uh, it's really fantastic truth social. He couldn't even remember the name of his own failed <laughs> online hate bucket. <laughs> he's got to be. He's got to be the worst huckster of all time. Ladies and gentlemen, step right up and sample Dr. What's my name? Dr. Doctor Sun's Magic Elixir. Guaranteed to give you or cure you stuff and things. Wait, come back. Did I mention it has mercury? <laughs> now, turning to our current president, today was the annual turkey pardon, a day when this country's most notorious turkey criminals walk free. <laughs> then walk around in circles, then bonk into a tree, and if it rains, they look up and they drown. They're very dumb. <laughs> this year's, you know that, right? You can't leave turkeys outside because if it rains, they look up and they drown. Eating them is a mercy. <laughs> no letters, please. <laughs> Dear CBS, as a member of the turkey community, <laughs> this year's. That was. That was... <laughs> this year's lucky turkeys are chocolate and chip. And the president kicked it off by welcoming the folks who came to look at the confused birds. It's a wonderful Thanksgiving tradition here at the White House. There's a lot to say about it, but it's chilly outside, so I'm going to keep this short. Nobody likes it when their turkey gets cold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nobody likes turkey when it's cold. Who ever heard of a turkey sandwich? <laughs> Ugh. Especially with a little cranberry sauce, some stuffing on there, eating at 1 a.m. while watching Forged and Fire with the dog. <laughs> To his credit, the president did not hog the mic. Anyway, do you want to talk? He's doing, he's doing turkey crowd work. All right, who here's from a factory farm? Raise your wing. Don't you hate it when they don't warm up the baster? Anyway, gobble, gobble, that's my set. Tip your handler. Yeah, it's always in there. This weekend, uh, there were some other big events at the White House. Oh, on Sunday, President Biden celebrated his 80th birthday. Yes, give it up. Yeah, all right, all right, all right. 80. Happy birthday, sir. Remember, you're only as old as the number of years you have been alive, <laughs> which is an unprecedented number for the job that you have. But you know what? I think his age is actually a strength at this point. 
The world is so crazy. I love having the stability and wisdom of those crowned with many winters. A man who has firsthand memories of bipartisanship, of a shared vision for America, of a time when ice came in wagons. <laughs> this birthday makes Biden the oldest president in U.S. history. The youngest, of course, was President Baby Taft. <laughs> who can forget his campaign slogan, more! And, is this true? It's time for sport. Yesterday was the kickoff of the World Cup, a global phenomenon. It's been called the Super Bowl of football. Today, <laughs> our boys, our boys on the U.S. men's national team took on Wales, and the winner was no one. They tied 1-1, which may sound boring, but it's fun in metric. <laughs> this year, the tournament's being held in Qatar, a choice made by FIFA, which is, and I don't want to overstate this, the most corrupt organization in the history of the world. So much so... I got something. I got something. I got a little something. So much so that the U.S. Department of Justice says FIFA officials gave Qatar the hosting rights because they were bribed. And I'm sorry, I don't care who hears me, I'm going to stay up here on national television and say that about FIFA every night unless it turns out that FIFA is a sponsor. (laughs) Okay? No. (laughs) Qatar is a bad choice for a lot of reasons. Uh, One, their average nighttime temperature is what meteorologists call the devil's grundle. Plus, they have an atrocious human rights record, and their laws make homosexuality illegal and punishable by up to three years in prison and severely curtail women's rights to marry, study, work, and travel. But that's all things. Explains their travel campaign for women. Sit quietly, visit Qatar. (laughs) To try to cover their butts before the tournament, FIFA insisted that there wouldn't be any discrimination, saying, everyone will be welcome at the World Cup. But at the same time, Qatari officials warned LGBTQ soccer fans against public displays of affection and said people will not be permitted to go shirtless during matches or in public settings. No problem. I can't imagine anyone at a soccer game would ever go (laughs) shirtless. They're just not... Oh, my. That messy? That was messy? They're not just anti-gay, they're anti-fun. Because after saying it would be fine to sell alcohol at the games, Qatar banned beer sales, leaving tournament sponsor Budweiser stuck with a massive warehouse full of beer, which it says will go to the winning country. <laughs> now, why would you ruin their celebration like that? <laughs> we got a great show for you tonight. Coming up, Daniel Craig. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. 
old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts. gentlemen ladies and gentlemen my first guest tonight is an actor you know from the james bond films logan lucky and knives out he's back as detective benoit blanc in glass onion a knives out mystery this is just like the other ones but i didn't send it to you how many of these boxes did you create five one for each of my friends no test boxes, no prototypes. My, my puzzle guy barely got the five done in time, and he apprenticed with Ricky Jay. And once the boxes are open and the puzzle's completed, is there any way to close them again? To, to reset them? Hang on. Hang on. Someone reset the box. Someone reset the box. They sent it to you as a gag. Miles is doing a murder mystery. Let's invite Benoit freaking Blanc. Oh, it's so good. I am mortified. I, I don't... Why? I, I've got the predefinite detective in the world at my murder mystery party. That is so legit. Please welcome back to The Late Show, Daniel Craig. <laughs> nice to see you again. Said, well, you, you caught me back here. I had a surprise for you. Would you, would you care for a cocktail? Um, would you, would you, sure. There, there you go. There you go. There you go. We, I had an opportunity to interview you for the Montclair Film Festival oh, Belvedere. recently. It's, uh, Belvedere Vodka. Yeah. We'll get to that later. <laughs> this is just a coincidence that it's here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. You don't have to. You don't have to dance for your, your cocktail around here. Right. Mm-hmm. You how sure? Do you, how do you take it? Do you take it with a little? Uh, uh, you have any uh, soda? Yeah, we have a little soda water right here. A little here. lime. A little soda and a little lime. Oh, yes. What do you call that drink again? <laughs> um, you call it skinny. I'm sorry. A what? I'm sorry. What, Daniel Craig? What do you call that drink? I thought this was a safe space. Oh, <laughs> it is. You call it a skinny bitch. That's a skinny bitch, yeah. exactly what you are. Right. You skinny bitch. Here's your drink <laughs> right now. Okay, right. I'll hit you with a little bit of that. Now, Thank you. Here, here's the thing. Do you have any ice? I want, we have ice. I'm not, okay, don't no, worry, this is a full-service bar. Right. Now, when I was on cable, I didn't have ice, but I'm on network now. We can afford ice. <laughs> Daily Show doesn't have ice. We got ice over here. Right. Now, here's, here's the thing, is that I'm going to let you in on a little, little trade secret here. Yeah. I don't actually get a chance to watch all of the movies of the people who come on the show. Right. I know that's shocking to hear. Right. But I don't actually... Not only... Cheers. Not only have I seen Glass Onion, mm-hmm. but I can't wait to see it again. Okay. That is... It's, a, it's an incredibly entertaining, incredibly oh, thank funny you. Thank you. movie. Here's to it. Here's, Here's to you. And to you. Mm. There you go. So... <laughs> Was it was it as fun to make as it as it looks? Because it really looks like a group of Is friends. Talking? <laughs> <laughs> I it realize was. you were a lightweight. I, I, yeah, there yeah, you yeah. go. Um, um, because it looks like you're really having a ton of fun doing a really good movie with a bunch of really this, great people. And when you stick those people in a room together, something's yep. going to happen. Um, this cast: this Ed cast. Norton, Catherine Hahn, Janelle Monae, uh, Kate Hudson, Leslie Odom Jr., and just an extraordinary mm. number of cameos. You know, unbelievable and. Uh, we, we first of all, first off, 
Ryan wrote a very, very funny script, mm -hmm. which is always a good place to start. And then if you throw in that talent into the, into the room, then suddenly something magic happens. And we giggled a lot. Yes, we did. Um, what I like about the script is not only, it's funny like the first one is, it's even sillier, this one. Yeah. And, but what I, what I love about a really good mystery like this is that everything, if it, it asks you, if, if you pay attention, mm. everything you've paid attention to will pay off it eventually does. It's, in the movie. It does. It's incredibly generous. And it, I mean, that's Ryan, that's his, his character, but... It bears watching again. I mean, I know everybody comes on this show and says, watch it twice, but it really does. If you watch it again, he, he lays all this groundwork. Um, he puts in all of these Easter eggs, all of these things, and every single one of them pays off. So it's worth a, it's worth a second look. It's it's uh, the third uh, Knives Out film has oh, already been geez. greenlit, he, and the oh, I'm not get this one out first. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's already been greenlit cheers, before the, the, cheers, before, cheers, the cheers. before the second one has gone out. And I just want to point out what an mm. extraordinary achievement that is. You were Bond, the most successful film franchise of all time, and then immediately afterwards have started another successful <laughs> film franchise. I think it's you and Harrison Ford between uh, Star oh. Wars and Indiana Jones. I can't think of somebody else who anchored. Two oh, no, franchises really? like that. Well, I mean, if that's an incredible company to be in, but um, I count myself incredibly lucky, really. I mean, that's just... Um, I had a, a, nearly 20 years of just the most extraordinary experiences on Bond uh, with the, most, the best people in the business and just, you know, wonderful, wonderful things that I will remember for the rest of my life. And I turn around and Ryan Johnson offers me knives out. I mean... How, how, how lucky am I? You don't get blown up so much in these movies. There's, the there's, last there's one. less blowing up. Is this it was? Is it more fun to do one of these films or a Bond film? Oh, they're both just as fun, in different ways. Yes, they are. that really sounds you like just, you're still under contract with the Bond people. <laughs> <laughs> they're both just wonderful. They're and great. Velvet or vodka Velvet is delicious. <laughs> it's a living Stephen. <laughs> Um, compare doing these two movies. How I will compare. There we go. Thank you. Compare these um, two movies. <laughs> That's better. I know. Um, excuse me. Um, yes, I don't get hurt as much. What can I say? I mean, I don't. Mm -hmm. it's, it's less bruising to do knives out. Um, <laughs> I'm just waiting for you to finish the question. <laughs> no, the glass, glass onion. The actual yes. title of, mm. of the movie, a knives out film. But uh, Glass Onion, it's the, it's the third song on the, on the White, White Album. Yep. You're uh, from Liverpool. That's right. Uh, how important were the Beatles to you growing up, he said, knowing the answer? <laughs> I mean, it's very difficult to escape the Beatles if you grow up in and around Liverpool, as I did. So they're part of your, um, your DNA. I mean, they're kind of the f first music you really listen to. Um, Did like, you grow up with people who knew them? My dad was at the same school as John Lennon, but then everybody's dad said that. <laughs> we have to take a quick break. Right. We'll be right back with more Daniel Craig, everybody. Stick around. <laughs> That's Daniel Craig, the star of Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery. Um, the, uh, you know, Thanksgiving week here, yep. you and your lovely wife, mm -hmm. Rachel Weiss, both American citizens now. We are. And uh, good luck for us. Yep. And congratulations to you. Thank you. Um, do you do the Thanksgiving? Like, do you understand Thanksgiving? Because you've got kids that are old enough now to start hearing the pilgrim stories and stuff like that. Um, I do understand Thanksgiving. It's about giving thanks, as far as I understand. <laughs> 
<laughs> I knew there would be tough questions. Exactly. <laughs> have, you, have you celebrated? You've, I've, you've I've been, in the been doing for a long time. It. I have, and we do celebrate it. And I, in fact, I have American friends as well, so it's, I've celebrated. You have American the, friends. In, I imagine. <laughs> um, and so we've celebrated. I've celebrated for quite a long time. Yeah, I do. I think it's probably my favorite holiday. The, mm. But I want to ask something about. Uh, it is a good one. It is a good yeah. one because it is like it is a non-denominational. It's just giving it, going out, it and giving feels thanks, that way. yeah. And and you get a chance to say that to mm. everybody at the at the table. Yeah. Do you what do you do? We're talking about Thanksgiving dishes uh, before the show with some of the audience members. Right. Do you have a go-to, or do you uh, like do you bring something over from the old country, or is it all just sort of American pumpkin every every course? <laughs> not so good with the. The fixings and things. I'm not really. You don't mm. like the the cranberry sauce? Oh, cranberry sauce. Like cranberry yeah, sauce. Yes. How do you feel about uh, um, uh, stuffing? Uh, I think it's an abomination. Have you have you seen English food? Uh, I have. I grew up. But you guys have savory puddings. We do have savory puddings. I don't want to. I will not delicious. take culinary critique from a country that has a kidney pie. <laughs> Steak, oh, but it's so fragrantly of Darren. Steak and kidney pie. Steak and kidney, kidney pie. pie. Okay, yeah. try to disguise yeah. the organ meats in there. <laughs> so what do you have against stuffing? It's just it's just I... wet bread that you mix with herbs <laughs> and stuff and up you the jet. ass of a chicken. A duck turkey. Either one. Yeah, either mm, one. You can delicious. stuff it up the ass of a chicken if you want. I think it should be cooked separately and just it's good, but I don't think you should bring it anywhere near the bird. But if you don't put it in the bird, you don't get that trickle of salmonella into. <laughs> <laughs> so what is it? The consistency. That's what the gravy's for. I like... just don't. I don't think it need, you need it. I don't. It's, yeah. too, it's too complicated. It's just like let's eat the. Getting it's the too complicated to put wet bread inside a verse. <laughs> yes, it is for me. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. mm. yeah. <laughs> I would. I will admit that it's a little disturbing. It feels disturbing when you're doing it. I mean, if you're doing it right. If you're doing it right. <laughs> <laughs> You have. This is wrong. This is. This is wrong. This is wrong. I can't let you go. I can't Don't. let you go uh, without talking about the thing that people are so excited about right now. And uh, you know, not a sponsor of my show, but the good people at Belvedere Vodka um, hired uh, you just to follow you in your natural habitat. Yes. Just doing what you naturally what I, do. I get enjoying up to. some vodka. Yeah. That's how I just... check into a hotel. And here it is, Jim. It always looks like you're having more fun than everybody else. Oh, uh, well, you know, it's... Taika Waititi directed he that. Did, yes. and what's your da dance background? Uh, I have nil. You have I mean, nil. You have none. Nil, none. So where'd you all. get those hot moves, Dan? Um, thank. F I well, Taika said, "Can you dance?" I went, mm, "Not really." So we just got one of the best choreographers around, a guy called Jaquel Knight, who is just who just basically loosened me up because I can't count. So what yeah. do you mean you can't count? Well, it's quite important in dancing sometimes to be able to count and know when to come in and to sort of like that. So he just shouted at me, "Go!" And I, I kind of. <laughs> Loosen up! Let me see those hips! And that was kind of like, that was it, basically. Nothing makes you loosen up more than someone screaming, Loosen up! Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Let me see those hips! Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> you've got a fallback position now. <laughs> Thank goodness. It's taken me long enough to find one. 
Um, Daniel, lovely yeah. to see you again. It's Cheers. lovely to see you. There you go. Yeah. My best yeah. to your wife. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery will be in theaters for only one week, starting this Wednesday and premieres on Netflix December 23rd. Thank you for listening to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert. Just one more thing. If you want to see more of me, come to The Late Show YouTube channel for more clips and exclusives. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts.